Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Not one, but two episodes this week. Yes, because we have some breaking news, and it's a, a special guest, as I'm joined by President of uh, Young Americans for Liberty. He is the one and only Cliff Maloney Jr. Now, Cliff is joining the show because some uh, some blank hit the fan, and that is because of the city of Dallas literally last minute just went ahead and axed the Young Americans for Liberty Mobilized 2020 event in the city of Dallas, and uh, it cost them a, a whopping $200,000 in non-refundable fees. So, Cliff is rightfully irate, and uh, he's doing his media rounds right now and trying to raise awareness to this travesty. Um, so, guys, do what you can. Please make sure you share today's episode. So, without further ado, on to the show, Cliff Maloney here on The Brian Nichols Show. Glad to be here, Brian, as always. Thanks for having me. For sure. I wish it was under better circumstances. So, here, we'll, we'll kind of set the stage. I was actually planning on uh, heading down to the great state of Texas uh, to, to join you at the Young Americans for Liberty uh, event that was taking place here coming up this uh, coming weekend here. We're releasing this on uh, Friday the 7th. And uh, ended up, you know, I was looking at some of the uh, the restrictions with uh, with uh, quarantine for not only my wife's job, but also family and stuff. And I said, I don't know if I can be able to make it, you know, just the restrictions. And then all of a sudden, I get no, uh, a note that not only am I not going to be able to make it, now everybody can't make it. Because the city of Dallas went behind your backs after you guys switched cities from Austin to Dallas. And uh, after giving you the green light, saying, Young Americans for Liberty, you're good to go for your your uh, national event. They, uh, they shut it down. So, Cliff. Kind of set the stage here. What happened? How did this? How did we get to a point where the the number one event for the year for you guys all of a sudden gets a you know the, the axe less than a week before it starts? Yeah, it's been pretty frustrating. So I'll give you the timeline, Brian. So we originally announced this event, Mobilize 2020, towards the beginning of the year. Uh, we were going to host it in Austin, Texas. And so here's the point: we're going to have we advertised a thousand, but we we're actually bringing about fourteen hundred students. And the point of the event is to try to get our students activated to train them, to talk about not just the principles of liberty, but how to go out and be effective in the community. So it's a very important event for us. And it was supposed to be kind of a springboard for the general election, right? You know, we come together, it's August, right. we're trying to get liberty legislators elected. Let's all come together, strategize, and then head out and actually make a difference. So we announced the event, it was supposed to be August 6th, 7th, and 8th in Austin. So COVID starts to break. And as the spring is kind of you know, working its way through, we realized the politics of Austin and the mayor out there, not a chance. Right. I mean, he was taking tyrannical steps and, and doing things, I mean, before anybody. So we said, you know what? Once June hit, I said, let's look at other cities. We signed a contract and we, we landed on the Omni in Dallas. Dallas is supposed to be pro-business, uh, this place of rational thought leaders. And uh, we found out we were wrong. So I'll give you some more details here and then we can dive in where you want. So we found out on Monday for an event on Thursday that had 1,400 people. We had the staging, the banners, the pipe and drape. We had all the signage, the name badges, everything printed. We're at the loading dock to get set up and the city pulls the plug. 
And and the sickest part of all of this is, look, it wasn't like they didn't communicate with the hotel at all. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, you're doing this event. We're going to cancel it. No. Right. What they did was they threw at us about six different things they asked us to do. There were two or three social distancing adjustments. We made them. They asked us to go to box lunches instead of a buffet. We did that. They asked us to offer masks. We agreed to do that. They asked us to do travel mates uh, uh, room with folks. Roommates would be travel mates. So the people you travel with, you room with, right? We agreed to all of it. So call me a bad libertarian, but we complied, right? We said, listen, we'll do all this. We want to do the event. The value of the event outweighs not doing the event, right? I want to do the event, not, you know, try to object and then get canceled. And, right. and I want to train my students. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of end this and let you dive in. But I'll say that about 10 days before the event, the fire marshal signed off. Nothing changed between then and the event when it comes to, to orders or mandates from the state. So it's extremely frustrating because if they would have canceled a couple weeks ago, I would have been pissed. I would have objected. Right. But I wouldn't have lost like $200,000 in costs that vendors, you know, rightfully should be paid. So that's where we're at right now is violent protesters in Dallas are able to meet and nobody says anything. Yet peaceful educational trainings like Mobilize 2020, where we were going to take precautions, are not allowed to happen. And I just think it's completely biased and it's hypocritical. Now, I mean, not only is it completely biased, but I mean, I mean, the elephants in the room, you, you said it right there. Not only are they allowing, you know, pretty much the, the exact opposite, that is Young Americans for Liberty. And it is a, a movement like, you know, and let's be real. When you look at the actual movement that has BLM, the, not the actual sentiment, Black Lives Matter, the movement that they, they are you know, to the left of, you know, they're basically the left of Karl Marx at this point. And, you know, I'm sitting here right behind. I got my Young Americans for Liberty, uh, Yalcon, uh, uh, sticker from last year where, you know, I was able to take part as America's, uh, future foundation and like there's nothing at all intimidating or controversial about young americans for liberty but yet to your point it seems cliff that young americans for liberty was specifically targeted by the politicians of dallas am i maybe on the wrong track with that no i think you're spot on and here's the thing that that is pissing off the folks who want to argue with me about this is i don't care what the protests stand for Right. This is the best part is, is I'm not going to give them that benefit of the doubt. The protesters can do whatever they want. I'm supportive of people being able nonviolent, of course, but peaceful protests. I'm supportive of. So it's hurt their argument because they try to make it this tribal, you know, team A versus team B. That's not the case. All I'm saying is, look, let them do what they want to do peacefully and let us do our event. And we're trying to do it safely. So that's where the, the dichotomy is, is. It's not just that it's hypocritical and that it's biased. It's I'm not trying to silence them. I just want us to be able to do our event. So it becomes so obscure and so overtly clear when they do shut us down, but they allow things like that to happen. And, you know, nobody says a word. I mean, even the mayor was supportive of some of the things the protesters were doing. And that's fine. The mayor has the right to do that. But don't do that and then shut us down because we believe in liberty. Right. So I guess, I mean, the, the, the big question would be, what, what do you get, can you guys do? I mean, I, we were talking before we started recording. You've been going around. This is your what, 50th or so uh, media hit in the past, like 24 hours. So the fact that you even have a few brain cells rubbed together right now is astonishing. But I mean, Cliff, what can we do besides just raise awareness? Is there legal action? Is there something that, you know, people can actually do like a petition? I don't know. You tell us what we can do. Yeah. So we're leaving everything on the table. OK, we're, we're still looking at potential litigation to try to recover the funds. 
Um, we're still looking at, you know, pretty much any angle too for that litigation, you know, whether it's, um, you know, because of breach of contract or whether it's trying to dive in with FOIA requests to figure out, you know, who pushed this, who made the decision. We can't get anything back, by the way. Like we keep asking and we're not getting much of any information from the city. Funny how that happens. I'll I'll tell you what we're doing, Brian, is we're pushing right now. I'm trying to use this. I'm trying to, uh, to, to, to find a silver lining here. And that is this. People are pissed off. Um, and I'm trying to take that energy, that, that frustration or that passion. And, you know, the second that this broke and we decided, well, look, we can't move at venues because the other counties are saying the same thing because they're going to follow Dallas County. I can't move cities because I've already got all these flights booked and these big name speakers like Christy Noam, Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, Justin Amash. I mean, right. you know, it's Yao, we try to run very, very competent, high caliber events. And I'm not going to drop our quality because they're trying to throw us on curveball and, you know, make us look like we don't know what the hell we're doing. No, that's not the case. We're going to have 1,400 people right. plus 100 elected officials plus 250 investors. I mean, we had a jam-packed event ready to go. So I'm using this to announce our big general election push. We're trying to deploy through Operation Win at the Door for October 1 through November 3. Now, I know you know this, but for your listeners that don't, you know, this is our effort to go out and try to knock doors for liberty candidates that are principled and viable and try to build a bench of 250 liberty legislators by the end of 2022. We feel that is real change, infrastructure change, a new foundation in the country. And uh, that's what we're laser focused on. And we're trying to take all this energy and this kind of this this I don't want to just say tyranny to say it, but this tyrannical decision And we're going to push back and we're going to launch this. And I'm pretty excited about the response we're seeing. So obviously we are missing out on what was the the launch party really for, um, you know, your, your entire campaign. So kind of give us, I guess, if you could, Cliff, what was going to be the big push this year? Kind of what was the focus? Give us, I mean, the spark notes version of what we missed out on. Obviously we can't recoup it. Um, but for the folks that maybe who are not familiar with Young Americans for Liberty and want to get involved or learn more, uh, maybe give them an idea of what they, uh, were, (laughs) they could have had the chance to experience this year were not for uh, the city of Dallas. Yeah. So mobilize 2020, we broke it down into two tracks. The first track is ideas. The second track is training. So I always think it's important to start with a fundamental understanding of the philosophy. I think a lot of people miss this. You see a lot of folks who, you know, they're like, well, we got to learn how to win. Well, yeah, but what ideas are you trying to get to win? And that's why our tagline is make Liberty win. Right. And so we, we define liberty and we talk through the free markets. We talk through civil liberties. We talk through peace and we bring in all these speakers to talk about different ideas, free speech, the Second Amendment, privacy, states' rights, foreign policy. Like I said, each of the different things. Um, we Heck, we had John Bolton coming in to debate John Mearsheimer uh, about, about U.S. foreign policy. I worked, been my great. I worked my tail off to get that to happen. And it's uh, it's a shame. I think it really would have shown John Bolton being the. Uh, you know, speaking you know, of his ideas being kind of the, the past and this idea that we have the nation build and police the world versus kind of a more of America first. Uh, let's rein it in, bring the troops home, which is John Mearsheimer. Um, so I was excited about that. But that's the first part is the ideas and doing a deep dive, getting people exposed and really trying to understand from very credible, knowledgeable speakers on each of the issue areas. The second part being the training. So once you've got the fundamentals of the ideas, you got to figure out how to be effective. Right. You got to figure out how do you go out and talk to people on campus? How do you engage with students? We do something called a persuasion workshop where people literally will role play one role, 
versus another and you're trying to get somebody to sign up or trying to get somebody to agree with your policy position or with the solution that you have or one of your beliefs. And so part of this training is, you know, all the campus efforts. The other part is talking to voters and engaging in kind of the public policy arena. But that's how the, the tracks are, are, are put down. But the other parts of it, you can't you can't overlook is the networking, right? You get to meet 1,400 people from around the country that believe in these ideas and are passionate about it. So if you have projects you want to work on, if you have people you want to co- uh, collaborate and coordinate with, there's tons of value. And of course, meeting your Liberty heroes, right? All these people that are coming. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I should probably not say this because because people haven't asked. But like a lot of the photo lines, you know, in the middle of COVID, they probably wouldn't have happened. You know, would it have been yeah. smart to have Ron Paul take a picture with 1,400 different people? Probably not. Um, but it's it's an opportunity to meet some of your idols, these people you respect, these people that, that, that believe in the ideas at a high level in terms of, uh, you know, their, their prominence and the, 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 the microphone that they have. And so you get to hear from them. You get to meet them. And uh, also the last thing I'll say is just opportunities, right? There's, there's going to be a media row this year, and we had all these exhibitors coming that have different things to offer. Right. Whether it's internships, jobs, materials for you to use on campus to recruit others, different resources. Um, so it's a full package. And I really encourage folks, look, I mean, we're going to be doing future events um, right now. I want to stay laser focused on, on this general election because that's our next big thing in the fall campus uh, activities. I mean, that's, you know, uh, as much as some are closing, some are going to be open and we're going to dive in. Um, but I think right now, I mean, I, I, I wish everybody could have been there. Uh, but this is just the beginning for YL, so we'll have more opportunities in the future. Um, and, and especially, I mean, the, the part that really is the hardest part is this, it's an election year, right? Because this is when everybody's plugged in and you add on top of that COVID where pretty much all like the things that people would do for like their escape, it's all gone. Sports, gone. So right now people are hyper-focused on politics. And I mean, what better opportunity than, you know, Young Americans for Liberty having an event like this during an election year when people are, are yes, more aware. So I guess, you know, I don't want people out there who are still craving, you know, this, this desire to, uh, you know, learn more about Liberty to feel like they have nowhere to go. And I'm sure Cliff, you guys are still doing some stuff behind the scenes. So let me ask you this for the folks who, you know, they were looking forward to going to, uh, to mobilize this year or the folks who are interested in young Americans for Liberty want to learn more and get involved. Where can folks, uh, I guess, go ahead and get in contact with you guys? Or do you have anything that you guys are going to be doing behind the scenes as like a, a fill in, in between? Fill us in there. Yeah, so everybody can go over to yaliberty.org. That's yaliberty.org. You can get involved in many different ways. And let me just say this, Brian. I think you're spot on with what you said about people wanting to do something. And we saw that. We had 2,100 students apply to attend. Um, so 1,400 were invited and registered. But it's I, I tell people this, like, there's a lot of energy out there to do something, to get out and do something. Now, look, we were going to do the event safely. So I'm not saying people are looking to be reckless, but it does tell you, you know, we've never had that in Yale's history. 2,100 people Incredible. that said, hey, I'm going to take the time to try to you know, apply to come to your event. Um, and even, you know, 250 investors. I mean, in the middle of COVID, we had people who, you know, we, were, we didn't know what to expect. And people want to get out. People want to interact. And, and once again, I don't mean that recklessly. I mean that I think people don't understand just how much people are craving human interaction. Um, it's a tough time right now for everybody. So ways to get involved, there are three things we always look for at YAL. We need door knockers, which are young people who are activated and want to get involved and want to go out in the community and engage with voters. We need candidates. So anybody that wants to, to, to run for office, I mean, start planning now for 2022. 
Um, we need viable, principled liberty candidates. And the cool thing about Yao is I don't care about party. Um, Republicans don't like us because we support independents and we support libertarians. Libertarians don't like us because we support Republicans and independents. Well, um, yeah, they're doing their own thing. Um, and Democrats, look, I'd endorse a liberty Democrat if they're going to lower taxes, be for free markets, civil liberties and peace, and they can win. Sure. Problem with that a lot of times is if you're in a Democrat primary, you know, if you say you don't believe in a $15 minimum wage, you're kind of unelectable with the Democrat base. Yeah, good luck. I'm open to all of this. Um, but I think, uh, you know, those those are the first two. And then the third is investing. You know, if your listeners want to sponsor a student. Um, but those are the three things. Um, we have, you know, door knockers, candidates and resources. And, and when I have those three things, you know, I think we can scale this. And like I said, 250 Liberty legislators by the end of 2022. I mean, look, there's tons of stuff for people to do. Go to whyliberty.org. Get involved right now. If you want to see a real structural change, a change in infrastructure, um, when it comes to, to something that's not the, the noise of the federal races and the POTUS races, come on, that's all here and now. You want to really change the, the, you know, the actual long game of the country and the direction of the country, um, you got to start at these state level races and you got to start to get involved locally. And that's, uh, that's been our big push. We've won 56 out of 107 races uh, before this year started. And uh, that doesn't count any of the primary wins. We just had eight wins this past Tuesday. Um, we're excited. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to. And so if you're sitting there like you got some energy, get involved with YL. We'd love to have you. I've always uh, said to folks behind the scenes, Young Americans for Liberty is basically like if you took the message of the Brian Nichols show and you made it a political uh, act activist organization. And uh, you guys are actually having success, Cliff. That's what you guys are doing. Um, congratulations to the, the wins you had there on election uh, election night this past week. But uh, unfortunately, we didn't have the, the good news that you could celebrate it here um, with the event coming up in Dallas. But we have some good news going forward that at least, uh, you know, there's still chances for people to get connected and uh, hopefully we have some legal remedies for you guys in the near future. So that being said, Cliff, um, folks can go ahead and follow Young Americans for Liberty. What, what if folks want to go ahead and follow you? Where can they go ahead and find you? Yeah, at Liberty Cliff uh, on Twitter and at Real Cliff Maloney uh, on Instagram. You find me on Facebook, Cliff Maloney Jr. And uh, Brian, just want to tell you how much we appreciate it. You're always on message and uh, we always are looking to take the ideas of Liberty mainstream. I think you get that better than anybody. So uh, keep up the fight. Thank you, sir. Always a, fr a friend of the show and uh, great to have you on, Cliff. Thank you so much. All right. See you now. All right. So that's going to wrap up my conversation with Cliff Maloney Jr. from Young Americans for Liberty. Guys, this is this is one of those like go do something right now. And that is to go to Young Americans for Liberty. If you have not followed them on social media, do that. Number one. But number two, share this episode people need to hear this is happening right like if we are not going to raise our voices when when we are seeing very real um political biases taking place and it's it's impacting you know in this case our side we have an obligation to stand up because you know to cliff's point it's not a matter of you know who should be able to speak and who shouldn't we need to all be making sure that we're promoting free speech across the board and that means right now we doing our parts and making sure we're raising our voices and supporting our friends over at young americans for liberty so that's my call to action for you guys and make sure when you do that tag me on uh, social media on twitter at b nichols liberty uh, also on facebook and on minds.com at b nichols liberty as well also go ahead and fire me over an email brian at brian nichols but with that being said folks it's been a blast i wish it was on better circumstances but as always it's a great chance to speak with our good friend here Though we wish it was under better circumstances, but hey, you know what? We're going to take, as Cliff said, lemons, and we're going to make some lemonade. So, with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Cliff Maloney from Young Americans for Liberty. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.